Hello, hello, and thanks for tuning in to listen to another episode of the Good Deeds Podcast. It's your boy, Divine Fournier. If it's your first time listening, uh, my pe- my purpose for this podcast is to create an environment where we can all come in and learn, share, um, educate ourselves and grow with the purpose of going out there and leaving our best lives. So thanks again for tuning in today, and I'm going to dive straight into episode three. Uh, if you follow me on that social media, uh, you would have seen my announcement about the podcast uh, titled, or the episode titled, um, How Did We Get Here? Now, the podcast has been split into two parts, or this episode has been split into two parts, and this is the first part, uh, part one, which is um, We Need to Talk. I'm going to go straight into it. Uh, we're going to look at this uh, from victim's perspective and a villain's perspective as well so let's go straight into this um now if you're from it like if if i mean i know a few people out there uh, including myself um we are uh, when you're about to get into a relationship you go out of your way to impress the person that you're asking out well uh, you're trying to woo be it a female or a male like you go out of your way to be this nice exceptional gentleman and she is just the best lady on the planet and you just, you're, the, you're like you're your best self for like a minute and a half, right? Because you're this perfect guy. You take her on dates, you treat her nice, open the door for her when she walks in, take her shoes off, caress her feet when she comes back home. You're calling her all these pet names, babes, honey boo boo, sugar bunch, and all of that stuff. And she absolutely loves it. She thinks you're God's gift to men. And you think she's God's gift to women. You're like your best selves, like you're the best versions of yourself. Okay, things are going absolutely smooth and f- exceptionally smooth. Like, wow, it's like you just fell from heaven. And then two, three weeks, four weeks, a week, uh, a month, two months, three months, four months, six months, a year. By the time you get to a year and a half, I don't even know. Some people don't even go that far. <laughs> By the time you get to a year and a half, you can't stand each other. She doesn't want to see you. You don't want to see he- see him or see her. It's crazy. Like, you hate each other so bad, you're just waiting for the slightest excuse to get out of the relationship. I'm sure a lot of you can relate with this. You're just waiting for that little thing that your boyfriend's going to do or your girlfriend's going to do or your partner is going to do and you just go mad over it. Comes late one evening or you see him, you wear text message from a different guy or a different girl you just jump on it so aggressively. Like, it's like, oh my God. It's like, it's almost like, meanwhile, if this had happened within the first couple of weeks, you probably wouldn't even, even have noticed it. Why? Because your attention was on focused on more positive things. You're not looking for any errors. Right now, you're actually looking for mistakes. How did you get there? How did we get here? How did we get to a point where we can't even stand each other? We're about to walk out of a relationship. We don't even know how we, we, don't even know how we got to this point. I'm going to want to try, I'm, I'm going to try and say something, right? Communication. That's the first thing I believe, or that's the first thing um, that you would look to when such a thing happens. You haven't been communicating, you haven't been talking to each other, you know? I remember, I remember like, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I remember, I think it still happens today. If your girlfriend turns around and goes to you or sends you a text message, says, babe, we need to talk. It's like, oh my gosh, all hell's about to break loose. Or your boyfriend tells you we need to talk. But mostly, if you really... I mean, mostly it's with the females. It's with the girls. And I'm not trying to be stereotyped or anything. I'm just being realistic. Um, It's usually with the girls. When a girl says we need to talk, her boyfriend is pissing his pants. He's going nuts, wondering what it is 
she wants to talk about. And usually, he always thinks she wants to complain about something. But why does that have to be a bad thing? Those conversations usually never ever go well. <laughs> what I want to try to attempt to do with you guys today, uh, my friends, is um, let we need to talk not always spell this negative and bad feeling. Why don't we look at we need to talk like, oh, she's actually, oh, she actually has something that she wants to share with you. Maybe something that's disturbing her or him. Something that they're happy about, something that they're sad about. But the fact that they want to actually discuss it, have a conversation with you, it's a good thing. So you should be embracing it. You should be running towards that conversation. So you need to find out what's going on. Why she wants to talk or why he wants to talk. So I want to, first of all, I want to urge you to remove that negative energy around that expression. To try and always think about it as uh, uh, your girlfriend or boyfriend or partner reaching out. One way or the other, they're reaching out. Whether it's to complain, whether it's to compliment. They're reaching out. So we need to talk doesn't always have to be a bad thing, right? And you don't always have to quarrel when you actually get to the talking part. We, we, um, we've, what's happened, what happens we, we, when we start asking ourselves questions like how do we get here? It's, it's usually a case of where um, human beings generally, what we do, and I'm, and I'm also guilty of this as well. We are all guilty of this. When we get in a relationship, when we've fought so hard together to win somebody's trust or love, we tend to think that's all we need to do for them and then everything take care, takes care of itself. I've just won their trust for, the, for a lifetime. Or I've just won their love for a lifetime and it's just going to stay that way. And we're human beings. We're living organisms. We grow. Our minds grow. Our bodies grow. Um, our spirits grow as well. So like plants, like every other living organism that grows, based on the conditions around it, it's either going to grow or wilt, right? So as human beings, if I stop feeding myself food, what's going to happen? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to turn into a little twig. I'm going to get hungry and hungry, tired, weak, until I wither away. Plant, same story. You plant a plant, you don't water it, you don't provide sunlight, what happens? It wilts and dies. Everything that you look at that has some form of life, if not fed, dies. A relationship is life. That covenant between you and that person, it, it, it's life. You're breathing life into a covenant. You're breathing life into a relationship, into an agreement between you and the partner, the female or male. You're breathing life. And what you need to do to it is feed it. You need to feed it. The thing is, people, when you get in a relationship, you overfeed it. You literally stuff it and stuff it and stuff it and feed it and feed it and feed it. And it even exhausts even you to a point where once you've secured the person's trust and love and you know they love you and they trust you and they'll do anything for you now, you just stop. You stop feeding that life that you've built, that life that you've both given to the covenant that you now share. You, you stop feeding it. And you just relax and expect everything else to take care of itself. And that's, that goes the same for every other relationship, be it friendship, best friends, family, and stuff. I'm going to quote myself as an example because I don't want it to sound very superficial. I'm bad at communication. I used to be really bad at communication. I'm still struggling with it. But at least I'm making some improvements. I used to be terrible. My mom used to ring me after six months and be like, what the hell? Whose son are you? Like, is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. And she's like, six months? Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Six damn months. It was terrible. I'm appalling when it comes to keeping relationships and nurturing them and feeding them to grow. I had to learn the hard way several times. 
I can't tell you how many times I've fallen out with my mom because, because I just was oblivious to any form of communication, to at least to let my family know I was doing okay because I live far away from my family. And everyone just, it got to a point where everyone just got used to it. Oh, it's divine. Oh, <laughs> you probably wouldn't hear from me for another four months. It's not good. It's really bad. I got to a certain point. I left the country. Um, I left my country, uh, my home country, when I was about uh, 17 of age, 17, 18. And at the time, my uh, youngest brother was um, still a, a very, still very young, about you know, nine-ish of age. And because my communication was so poor, so many years later, even though I love him as my little bro, I almost didn't have any relationship with him. So I had to start thinking. I'm literally not going to have a relationship with my own blood brother. We didn't have a fight. Now, people fall out, families fall out because of fights and stuff. I'm about to lose my own little bro because of my irresponsible attitude towards communication. I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. So I had to start looking for fixes. I had to find a way to improve myself. I found a problem within me. I had to find a way to fix it. I don't want to urge you to do the same. If you're, in, if you're anywhere near me or if you're anywhere like me, you need to do something about it. And this podcast or this episode is to provide you with some kind of lead, some kind of empowerment to go out there and find a way to fix this for yourself and for your own sake. So that is just an example, which is, and that's me. And I'm still working on it, literally still working on it. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it is. There's so many fixes out there, but what I'm about to provide to you is what I've learned and what I'm using and it's working for me and I'm getting better. As a communicator, I'm now call, I can actually call my mom. It's crazy. I never used to. Everyone's so excited. Like, literally, oh, we have divine now. It's that bad. If you know me or if you know my family, you know that I'm really, I was really terrible at communication and I admit that openly to you. So if you were anywhere like me, then you can get better. You can actually get better. So those relationships that we have, that we've been blessed with. Those people, the people in life we've been blessed with, be it a female, be it the male, be it your friend, be it your mom or your family or your, or your partner or your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or husband, whatever the case may be, you need to nurture the relationship between the two of you. You need to communicate when something is not going well. Even if it's the slightest, I'd rather be naggy than quiet and then two years down the line, I'm like a, an atomic bomb waiting to explode. We don't want that. You don't want that for yourself. You don't want that for your relationship. Now, you have to be willing to do these things in the first place. You have to be willing to want to fix things. Some people have just reached their limit, and they just want to get out of the relationship, and that's it. And it doesn't matter how much you want to stay with that person. If they want out, they want out. It's just going to be more, it's going to be hell for you trying to leave with a person who doesn't want to be with you. It's terrible. It's excruciatingly painful. Okay? So, what you want to do is you want to focus on the relationship. You want to actively think you're, you want to actively be in a relationship. Now, instead of, if it's already happened, it's already happened. You know, the, the, the fattening during the, the, the beginning of the relationship, the, the overfeeding and the overfeeding of the, the, the covenant during the relationship that, you know, taking her out anytime, buying her clothes, buying her nice things, treating her nice, calling her all this. But if, if it's not your natural, if it's not, if it's not your natural state of being, then I'd suggest, <laughs> I really urge, you don't go too far with it. Of course, you have to dress, you know, you have to look, you have to look the part. It's like going for a job interview. I can't just go in my pajamas. Of course, I have to wake up and, you know, look the part at least. Look like someone who is going for a job. At least somebody who has a goal at the end of this trip, you know. So, you have to look the part. So, you have to do the few things that you have to do to win her interest, to win her love, to get her a foot in the door. 
to impress her, that's normal. And same goes for the girls towards boys. To impress them, that's normal. But after that stage, you have to start really, really thinking about what you want from the relationship. Now, once you start thinking, once you figure out what you want from the relationship, next step is now to go ahead and do the things that you need to do to feed and nurture the relationship to grow and get better. Communicate. There's no rule book about what you can or can't say. I'm leaving example. Like, if I have any problem, if I have any doubts, if I have any concerns, I'm discussing it with my partner. And I urge you to do the same. Now, you have to actively do those things. Now, they don't just happen. That conversation doesn't just happen. That trip doesn't just happen. Those fixes don't just happen. We have to go out there. And it doesn't always, be to it doesn't always have to be to celebrate something. Oh, because it's your fifth anniversary or your second anniversary or fourth month anniversary or because it's your girl's birthday or your boy's birthday or it's because it's... Sometimes you just go out and do something nice. Sometimes I'll do... I used to do some stuff with my girlfriend when I started to practice. I used to do some stuff with my girlfriend and she'll be wondering, she'll be wondering if what are we celebrating? Babe, I'm celebrating you. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just do something nice. That gives them... That, that feeds the relationship with more life and growth. You know, if you don't, if you don't feed anything that has life, we all know this. I'm just pressing really hard on a point that we all know. Anything that breeds life, anything that has any form of life, any kind of life form, uh, human beings, people, relationships, whatever it might be, anything that has life through it, you have to feed it for it to grow. With a relationship, it's either it's growing or it's declining. It's hardly ever stagnant. It's either growing or declining. So find the ways to feed your relationship in the positive direction. If that's what you want, if that's what you want your relationship to grow, you have to actively be in it. Think about it. Include it in your thoughts, in your action plan. Now, um, I'm going to veer back a little bit. Um, a few months ago, um, I listened to a, a podcast once, a Lewis House podcast, where he interviews uh, an, an American entrepreneur. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, Damon John. He's a big-time American entrepreneur. He was the CEO of FUBU. For those who, for the old-school people like you and I who remember FUBU, he was the CEO of FUBU and currently an investor on the American show Shark Tank. Now, he had just uh, uh, written his book, uh, a book called Rise and Grind, and he was promoting it at the time during that interview, and he was asked about, Louis asked him about um, his past. Now, what he said struck me. I've listened to a lot of stuff, like documentaries, I've read loads of books that people have said things about this particular topic, but this one struck me, which is why I want to go back to it and, and remind you, and which is why I practiced it. And he said he, he, he divorced, he, he split up from his ex-wife, right? And they, even though they, they still have a good relationship, even while, while, while he is with his new wife, or his now wife, um, the reason why he split up with his ex-wife or the reason why they divorced is because he never had time for his family. He's a businessman. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Those who are either trying to become businessmen or chasing a particular goal so obsessively want to be successful, which I encourage you to do, but you can relate with this not having time for almost about anything. You start and you think you've got, you got it figured out. But you, you carry on and you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to have time for this person or that thing or this thing. And it becomes an obsession. Before you know it, it's already too late. It's so deep. It's eating so deep into the relationship. It now, anytime you sit down to discuss it, it's almost irritated. Anytime you get that text message, oh, we need to talk, you think, oh my gosh, I'm going about my work again. Or you, you, you get that uh, phone call, babe, we need to talk. It's like, you, you need to tell me now, whatever it is. Like, you know, like most guys always do this. You need, you need to tell me now. Like, let's talk, let's talk now. Because, because they attach so much pain to that phrase 
that don't want to postpone it, they want to deal with whatever it is right here, right now. It's happened to me, it's happened to a lot of you. I'm sure a few of you can relate with it. When your babe tells you or when your boy tells you we need to talk, you're like, yeah, babe, you're telling me now. Like, we're not postponing this stuff, like, whatever it is. Like, or give me, or should be like, should be insisting, or give me some kind of clue, or tell me, what is it about? We don't want any negative attachments to those expressions. We need to talk. We want to attach some positive attachments to it. We want to talk about the relationship, whatever it is. If your girlfriend tells you you want to talk, you should be running towards that conversation. You should, you should be like, I can't wait for us to have this conversation. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be dying inside because you think all hell is about to break loose. So he did say, um, he did say in, the, in, in that interview, he said um, the reason why he broke up with his ex-wife or why they divorced was because he never had time for his family. But he's not facing that problem in his current marriage. Why? Now, this is the key. Why is he not facing that same problem in his current marriage? That's because he said that's because his family is now included in his schedule. That sounds really, really radical, doesn't it? It sounds out of the way, like, really, like, you're going to fit your wife into your schedule. That doesn't make any sense. But it does. When, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to the purpose for it, it's not the action that matters, it's the purpose. When it comes down to the purpose for it, you start to see that it makes sense. Well, I remember I gave you an example about me not communicating with my mom for as long as six months at some point. How did I change that? It's what he quoted. He's now fit his wife and his family into his schedule. So, even though the relationship he shares with his family already has its own bearing that can take care of itself to an extent, let's say 20%, the remaining 80, he has to make sure that he's actively trying to make it work. So, he has time on his program, on his plan, on his daily plan or on his daily schedule or on his calendar, he has a spot for his family and his wife. He has a spot there for them. That's excluding the natural time you spend with them in bed or in bathroom, having a shower together or playing with the kids downstairs, just passing, either about to leave work or just got back from work. All of those times, they're already taking care of themselves. But this, those are not enough for the people that you care about. Those times are not enough. And that's a mistake a lot of people make. You think the times that you're supposed to spend... No, you think the times that you eventually or consequentially spend together is enough, but it isn't. You have to make more time for them. That's where the problem lies. So what he said was he put his wife and his uh, family on his program so he knows that at this time I'm either meet, meeting with this person or at this time I'm finishing this project and at this time, I'm calling the wife and having a conversation with her from this time to this time. And at this time, I'm going home to meet the family, have a, spend time with them from this time. When you actually do it that way, it starts to make sense. Because even though it is your program and it's your family involved, they don't know that you have them on their schedule unless you tell them, obviously. But they don't know the, 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 your, your thought process behind that. They just know that they're spending, they get to spend this time with you. You just show up at this time, every day. You can move it around as, you know, depending on the flexibility of your calendar from day to day, time, uh, week to week, month to month, year to year. But, or depending on how you get better or how you improve, given your behavior towards spending time with your family and your loved ones, it gets better. Once you include it, take the wife to this or take the missus to this place or take the kids to this place. You include it in your program or even if it's just time. Go play with the kids. 
go play with the wife or play with the, the missus or play with the girlfriend or the partner, whatever the case may be, or boyfriend, whatever the case may be. Once you include that in your program, it becomes a necessity, an absolute fix. Like It becomes something that you get to do the same way you obsess about your job. Because we want to get better at our jobs. When you want to get better at a job, what do you do? You work harder. When you're in school, you want to pass your exams, you study so hard. You read everything there is to read about a specific subject, a specific title. You read all kinds of books. You go online, do, do all kinds of research. But when it comes to getting better at your relationship, you're just chilling and hoping that you take care of yourself. It doesn't. And that's why people get to a point where they're asking themselves how we got here or how did we get here. That's how we got here. It's because we thought things were going to take care of themselves, but they don't. It happens so many times in relationships. And it's very easy to get complacent when you're in a relationship. It's easy to just relax and let things just take care of themselves. But the thing is, when we regress to that relaxed mode, we're not even aware. That's the key thing. We're not aware. Most of the times we're not aware that we've relaxed. Until you start seeing how much your problems are piling up. Before you know, it's too late and you're wondering how you got there. The key is, you have to actively be present, mate. Like, you have to try to be actively present. You have to ask yourself these questions. You have to communicate with your, with your partner from time to time, every time. You have to ask yourself, am I doing the best? Am I the best person she expects me to be or she wants me to be or she's looking to me to be? Am I the best version of myself? Am I doing all of these things right? Am I looking after my family? And if I'm not, how do I? There we go. Let's go back to where I get to spend time. I get to give them my attention because that's all it's about. 21st century, we're on the business of day, uh, day trading attention. So what it is, it's never anything. Whatever the case may be, cheating, whatever fight. Let me just veer off for a little bit just to, just to try and get you to see a point with me. Cheating, um, um, not being there when they need you, um, lying, um, mm, all, of the things that, all of the key things that usually cause rifts in a relationship or being absent-minded or <laughs> just not being present. All the things that cause rift in a relationship, when you look at the core, is the lack of attention. She's not getting that level of attention that she wants to get from you. Or he's not getting the level of attention he wants to get from you. Or he expects, or at least he's hoping for, or she's hoping for. Or they deserve your family. They're not getting that level of attention they want from you. Be your mom, be your dad. It's just attention. That's all it is. You think in the case where it really matters, you think the shopping really matters? It's the time you spend with them shopping. You can give them money, they're going to go shopping and watch how long that lasts. It's the time you spend with them. It's the attention you give to them. When you look at this thing, you spin it whichever way you want to spin it, jump, do whatever backflips you want to do, it all comes back to attention. It all comes back to your attention versus their attention. So, as you will realize, it's all about the attention. It all boils back to the attention. And we need to work from there. So devote some time. Every now and then. Put your, you know, if it, if it takes having to go as radical or as far as including. You know, the, 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 uh, I, there was a time when I explained to my girlfriend what, what was going on. I said, look, this is my way to get better at this. I've learned that. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you in my program. I'm going to include you in my schedule. And she was like, oh my gosh, oh, uh, really? Oh, I'm that important that you have to include me in your schedule. Oh my gosh, uh, thank you for including me or finding t space in your day or time in your schedule to fit me in. And I was like, yes, it's because you're important. The thing is, I might not be saying it when I'm ignoring you and spending all of my time at work. I might not be saying it, but my actions are telling you that my work is more important than you. 
And in and you guys can relate with me. Like in in, in several cases, when you're in a relationship um, with your partner and you're not present, when they can't have enough of you, it's usually oh, you're always working. You love your work more than you love me. Oh my gosh, I'm less important than your work. But if I fit you into my schedule, which is where I fit my work in, you think oh, um, I'm now no. It's not about that. It's about what we get from that. Me feeding you in my schedule now allows me to... It's my responsibility to, to respond to that responsibility to spend time with you when you need me, with the family, with my mom, whatever the case may be, whoever it is that I'm, I'm, I'm falling out of communication with or whoever it is I've, I've ignored or whoever it is that's suffering from my distraction of, or whoever it is that has a problem with me not being, attend, with me not being there. It's, that's all it's about. And it might seem very radical, but it's a simple fix. Right? Like I told you earlier, never used to speak to my mom. No, I didn't hate her. I was just really bad at communicating. I literally would just go blank for six months. And not just her. Friends, family, other aspects, other arms of my family. Like for different reasons, for other people, for several other people. But the bottom line, it was easy for me to ignore people. It was just very easy for me because it already came naturally to me not to be even interested in talking to anyone in the first place. So I'm working now to try and do that. And I'm... By working, I'm practicing exactly what I'm talking about right now, what I'm quote-unquote out preaching right now. I'm literally practicing it. I've got set times in set days in a week where I, where I ring my mom, we have a conversation. If I'm not able to reach her, I leave a message. We do the same. That's so that I can have a better relationship with my mom. I have a set program where I check on my little brothers. Same story so I don't lose touch with them. I spend a lot of time away from them just so I can improve that relationship. Just so I can make that relationship work. Now, I'm not saying any of you have this problem. I'm just saying if you have any problem around this area or you know anyone that's going through exactly the same situation, now there's an easy fix. I, won't, I hate using the, the, the phrase fix or the word fix. I want to say there's a way to deal with it. There's so many ways out there. There's so many gurus and so many well-learned young men putting out a lot of content out there on how you can handle this, you can deal with this. There's a lot of books you can read. I've done that for myself. But I'm coming to you with this today. I'm sharing this with you today because it's the one thing I'm practicing. And it seems to be working. Not seems. It is working for me. I'm getting better. I'm not talking to people I haven't spoken to in, I haven't spoken to in years. My friends can attest to it. I'm extending my hand out, reaching out, communicating with people I haven't communicated with in a, in a very long time. I'm calling my mom. I'm speaking to my mom, communicating with my parents, my mom more often now than, than, than I used to, my family back home, my brothers and sisters, exactly the same thing. They're getting more of me than, than I've ever got. Not because I hated them or I was just really bad at communication. I just didn't care. It was just easy for me not to. It was easy for me to wrap myself in my own little cocoon, go hide in a corner and just live my life like nobody else existed. But that was never the way. That's not the way. That's never the way. We all need each other. We all need each other. And especially with this, with this episode today, which is focusing on relationships, finding out how we got here in the first place, we need to start asking ourselves, why weren't we here in the beginning? Why are we only here now? Why are you in this place where you hate each other, you want to break things off, you don't even know where you're heading to. Why are you there two, three months down the road? Why were you not there on day one? Ask yourself what you were doing on day one. That's different from what you're doing right now. Then you know the answer. And again, I'm going to extend this out to my boys out there. You don't want to overfatten the shit during, uh, when you first bought it. 
You want to give, you want to, you want to, like I said, you want to manage the relationship in such a way that you're not overfeeding it at the start. And then at the end, you're exhausted. You can't even lift your hand up to feed it, which is usually most the case in most cases. So I'm happy I got to share this with you today. I hope it brought you as much value as, as it possibly can. I'm going to recommend you read the book Rise and Grind by Damon John. And also, I'm going to recommend you, you, you either go on Audible or you go on Amazon to find a book called um, Where Do We Begin by Esther Perel. Now, you don't have to. I've already given you as much information as I could learn from uh, Damon himself. Uh, and also, my intuition also comes from reading and learning a lot from Dr. Perel. But if you do want to go any further research, you want to read further, that's where I got my information from. That's where I learned all of this from. You can go back and research on these people. So it's Dr. Esther Perel. The book is Where Do We Begin? She's a, a therapist who, she, she's got this book where she's um, literally, what she's done is she's transcribed all of her, uh, a series of therapy sessions with different couples, very, very variant, very, uh, very variant uh, information like, with loads of different people, loads of different couples, with, with different commonalities or differences. Like, it's amazing. It's crazy. It will blow your mind. And where she looks into insights into how people get to certain places and don't know how they got there and how to make relationships better. But that's, she's uh, like a relationship specialist. So if you want to read further, that's where you want to go. I'm going to be posting show notes on my website, uh, divinefonier.com slash podcast. I'm going to be posting any further updates on my um, social media, so you can follow me on Instagram at dfonier, and you can follow me on Twitter at dfonier, that's D-E-E-F-O-N-Y-E, and on Snapchat as dfonier, just D-F-O-N-Y-E, Facebook at dfonier, D-E-E-F-O-N-Y-E. Again, to check further information, you can go on the website to check the show notes, which I'll be posting on the website. The website is divinefonier.com slash podcast. So, thanks again for joining me today. Hope you get great value from this. Go out there, share, talk to your friends, anyone that's been in the situation or is currently dealing with what we're talking about here. Extend this information to them. Extend this hand to them. Uh, invite them to listen to the podcast. Any form of value, any way that you can share, please go out, share, have fun, and aim to leave the, the very best version of yourself. Thank you. <laughs>